Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes The Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast. Uh, it is episode, good lord, what number? 267 huh. for March the 6th, 2022. Hi, I'm Marty. Oh, yeah, that would be my cue to say that I'm Christoph. Thank you, folks, for listening. All yeah. the, after, all, after all this time, yeah. always listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yes, thank you for continuing to join us. Uh, it, is a, it is a weird and unique time to record a wrestling podcast as uh, we are, oh, a good 10 hours away from uh, uh, AEW's Revolution paper. Revolution. Uh, which will be hitting uh, not HBO Max. <laughs> that we know so, of yet. A swing and a whiff on that one. Uh, it'll be on, it'll be on uh pay-per-view. It'll be on BR live. It'll be on fight. And yeah. again, your pal Marty will tell you that, uh, you know, if you have a VPN that just randomly transports you to the UK, you can save easily 20 plus dollars on uh, the purchase of a pay-per-view. If you just decide to go ahead and do that. Nudge, nudge. A wonderful ball. Uh, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm sure it's available on other services and, and, and whatnot, like the, the traditional pay-per-views and so on, but, yeah. uh, it's a very big show. We, we want to cover, uh, our, our full predictions of, of what has quickly become a jam packed pay-per-view event. Good now, Lord. Of course, the fun is if you're listening to this on the traditional release day of Monday, it's already happened. So right. you're going to find out how wrong we were. In real time. Spoiler alert, so, uh, probably pretty damn wrong. Yeah, yeah. We're For a company that books very straightforward and, and it feels like a lot of times you're like, oh, it's very clear that so-and-so is going to win. Um, you and I have had terrible luck on our prediction. You've done a little better than me, I believe. But, um, but yeah, that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. I'm a schmuck in my basement. Just talking into a computer and microphone to my good pal here about wrestling. I really don't put a lot of stock in my my knowledge and prediction, my my soothsayer abilities in the world of a fixed fucking sport. <laughs> now, uh, traditionally, of course, we also tend to go through uh, all the different news bits from the week. Um, I'm going to abstain for my own sanity from talking about WWE too much this week because there's there's a lot that I could be very, very mad about, and rightfully so, whether it is the stupidity <laughs> of this uh, WrestleMania main event being for both titles and then putting them together and WWE people speaking to the sheets and saying, well, we're going to have another belt almost immediately because we need one in this day and age to which I ask as I do so many times with WWE booking if it has to go that way why are you doing it 
well, because they're not the creative side of WWE is not fucking creative. And the man running WWE is a uh, septuagenarian asshole. Yeah. Uh, so there's and, there's and, that, too. And speaking of that, gentlemen, I could also talk about the completely slop dick interview of Pat McAfee with Vince McMahon. Uh, which I am ashamed to say I listened to a few minutes of. Because, oh, how dare you? Well, I was hoping that we would get a worked version. Do you remember when Vince was on uh, HBO Real Sports? Um, no. Uh, I, I think it was HBO Real Sports. Maybe it was with maybe Brian Gumble. Uh, a different program, but it was him and Bob Costas, and okay. uh, Vince fucking flipped out on him, and it was awesome. Oh, uh, the Casas interview. Okay, yeah. all right. I've I've heard I've heard of. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that was for Real Sports. I was hoping this would be a worked version of uh-huh. that. It was not. It it was basically <laughs> the Chris Farley show, but with Pat McAfee in the Chris Farley spot. Remember that time you screwed Brett? That was, yeah, that was that, great. That was, that was awesome. Hey, hey, you you remember the the time that you lost the the E to WWF? That was cool. Like legitimately, that was one of the things they discussed. And yeah. I was just like, this is, this is shitty. Well, uh, there's at least one Supreme bootlicker out there who uh, was masturbating furiously to that whole interview. So congratulations on getting that nut, Ryan Satin. You yeah. suck. Absolute garbage. Absolute horse shit. Uh, I, I could talk about how, hey, Pat McAfee is wrestling at WrestleMania. But you know what? I will give WWE creative credit for this. They did not just decide to cut to the chase. Or actually, they did decide to cut to the chase because we had heard it was going to be Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Your boy said into this very microphone on this very show, it's going to be Austin Theory. And instead, they just said it's going to be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. Uh, And Austin Theory also got to be the random surprise opponent for Brock Lesnar last night at that fucking MSG show that they were acting like was going to be the second coming of Jesus. (laughs) It just was Brock versus Austin Theory, and they cut an angle afterwards where Roman beat him up and stood tall. That was yeah. the big to-do at Madison Square Garden. Wow. So, fuck all that shit. Uh, yeah. let's, let's, let's try to talk about some more positive things. And, and first things first, uh, I, I think what we should jump into is the big announcement from AEW President Tony Khan on Wednesday, which kicked off Dynamite. Uh, and... Uh, I, I think we've talked about this, so I'd like to add a another chapter into the the oh, this is the moment where my wife watches professional wrestling. Um, in the past, it's been you know slop dick women's battle royals, which sure. always a, a great sign for a non fan. Uh, yeah. She was there to watch the Cody solves racism promo. Oh, uh, where she said, "Who's this gentleman with this unbelievably white hair?" And I tried to explain it and how much god awful neck tattoo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, in this instance, she said, who is this really skinny guy screaming into a microphone? (laughs) Um, So this is what my wife thinks pro wrestling is. Um, I mean, that's not entirely inaccurate. Fair. But I feel like there are more (laughs) peaks and valleys along the way. She's just getting (laughs) the valleys. She's not getting any of the peaks. And uh, Tony Khan kicked off the show with Tony Schiavone. It was Tony and Tony uh, in the ring. Mornings, 530 to 10. You just were missing one Tony. (laughs) Or two Tonys with a question mark. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't get Tim Meadows for the show. Tim Meadows was on this show? Goddamn. He's on every other fucking show. You thought I liked AEW before. (laughs) 
Uh, but the announcement is that AEW has purchased Ring of Honor to the surprise now, of everyone, including Ring of Honor employees who <laughs> ran a stream the night before promoting matches for their April 1st return. Yeah. Now, is it is it AEW has purchased oh, Ring, sorry. Uh, Ring of fair. Honor or is it Tony Khan has purchased That's Ring of fair. Honor? Tony Khan as an individual, that was clarified in the press release, yeah. has purchased Ring of Honor because technically AEW is owned by Shad Khan and right. run by Tony Khan. Right, right, right. But Tony as an individual purchased Ring of Honor purchased the tape library, purchased their production equipment, rings, etc. They have no one under contract, so none of the contracts are are theirs. They have a unique mixture of champions right now. Jonathan Gresham is world champion. Uh Briscoe's is tag champions. Deanna Perrazzo as women's champion. So uh, I could see any one of those champions being integrated into AEW television, but I don't know what really the plan is because, again... As of earlier this week, they were going to have the big show on April 1st. They were starting to announce additional talent. Um, uh, Ninja Mac from GCW was announced as debuting. Um, uh, Alex Zane was announced as debuting against uh, Swerve. So again, some some additional names were being brought up. But this was all under a version of Ring of Honor that now technically doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, I I would really like more clarification yeah. on on everything here. Yeah. Um, you know, will it be operating? Continue to operate as Ring of Honor? Yeah. Um, will there be cross or like pr- cross promotional shows with AEW? What kind of talent's going to be back and forth? Are they going to be their own sort of? Uh, touring thing are they going to have a tv deal who is going to be are are they going to offer contracts and if so to whom you know there's there's a lot a lot of and obviously you know tony making this announcement four days before a major stacked pay-per-view is you know uh, and uh, uh, was a choice (laughs) and i get you know he didn't want to sit on that as soon as it was you know uh pen to paper he wanted to to announce and i get i get the excitement and the the cocaine fueled uh joy that it brings him but uh you know I want more. Like, tell me, tell me what the fucking plan is here, bro. Yeah, and, and I imagine, uh, especially given that they are supposed to put on a show yeah. in Dallas, Texas, on Weeks. April first. Yeah. To my understanding, tickets have been sold for. I, 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 I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't followed it as closely, but I could swear they were on sale already. Uh, and hell, they announced a TV taping for the fucking twenty three hundred arena uh, in May <laughs> uh, again. This was like on Tuesday, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night, and then Wednesday night, everything got turned ass over tea kettle. Uh, I I would definitely love to understand more of the planning beyond just hey, we have this tape library which needs to be heavily edited, and um, <laughs> you know that's that's what we're going to be running with, and you know you're going to gain access. I mean, technically they own Honor Club now. Does this mean they're just going to port AEW into Honor Club? Like, Oh, yeah. They have the streaming in. Well, Honor Club, historically not great from what I remember hearing about the the, street, the streaming situation. Fair. Uh, but, you know, if they have the, the infrastructure to do an AEW network sort of uh, mm-hmm. over-the-top service, 
maybe that uh, could, could could lead its way to that. Yeah. Um, as the announcement was happening on Wednesday, I was I was hosting my trivia game as yeah. as I do on Wednesdays, and I kindly asked the bartenders to throw on TBS on one of the TVs closest to my uh, my setup, and. Uh, one of my teams, uh, you know, they they watch out of morbid curiosity and will sure. ask a random question or whatever. Sure. And you know, you know me, I'm very happy to gush and and explain everything to annoying detail. So uh, that may or may not be the subtitle of this podcast: <laughs> the Rough House Podcast, gushing and explaining in annoying detail the world of yeah. professional wrestling. Pretty much. Um, so it was it was happening, you know, and I'm, I'm standing there. I had already gotten their answer for the question. I'm just standing there reading the subtitles of Tony Khan of the Ring doing this uh, thing. And I'm explaining to to the one guy, Paul. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that that's Tony Khan. I'm like, that's a uh, Shad's son because he's, you know, follows sports and stuff sure, like that. And sure. I mentioned it before. And um, I said, he's making this big announcement. I think he's going to buy a ring of honor. And his like eyes lit up. So Paul uh, is like a big wig at an insurance uh, company, mm. uh, an insurance cap company who happens to insure Sinclair Broadcasting. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and he was over the fucking moon uh, with Sinclair offloading um, Ring of Honor. Uh, so now he doesn't have to insure Ring of Honor, which he said was the biggest pain in the ass he's ever dealt with in his career. <laughs> so there you oh, go. Wow. wow. Well, hey, uh, at least one guy was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, at its core, I think this is a positive thing. Ring of Honor had never oh, yeah. been colder or at least had not been this cold in 10 years. Uh, yeah. You know, when when everything shut down. Um, as a, a fan of Ring of Honor from the early days to now, it's like, okay, that it's really cool to see uh, that library in the hands of a company Someone that who knows will, what he's doing. will do something with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the uh, the all the sheets and everything we're talking back to – um, you know, when uh, Triple H under Vince was trying to purchase all these different companies, Ring of Honor was one of the ones they approached. And yeah. the move was literally just, well, we're going to buy the video library and shut you down. Like that yeah. was that was the plan. I feel like there's probably be a little more here because that that can be developmental. That can be yeah. a, a great way for a roster uh, for a roster, excuse me, uh, that we have described as bloated on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, suddenly it doesn't seem that big anymore because you have talent, you have tag teams, you have women who, whether they are actual AEW roster members or regulars on dark and dark elevation, suddenly they have a place they can work and either regain a spark yeah. or gain what they need to be TV ready. And and I think that really would be the strongest move for a Ring of Honor to be what NXT was supposed to be by comparison to be a uh, almost a, a New Japan strong yeah. for AEW where it's okay you know you'll have guys like Gresham and Bandito and presumably like a Jay Lethal or whoever else where it's like this. This makes sense for these guys to be down there as these pillars, these veteran pillars. But yeah. then you're able to cycle people in and out to, to give them reps. You know, a a, uh, a bear country who is a tag sure. team that I think has a lot of upside 
really not in the mix right now. Maybe they'd go down and feud with the Briscoes. I'd watch the shit out of the Briscoes yeah. versus Bear Country. Like, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Um, or uh, uh, thinking about dark regulars. A Kylan King, maybe she's not, you know, ready to be in the mix of the AEW women's division up top. Well, maybe she goes down. She works with women down there. And, you know, that, that becomes a whole to do. How I, I would have loved for somebody to be recording the face of Jay Lethal when this announcement happens. Because <laughs> he's like, fuck, I just got rid of those guys after <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. And now yeah. they follow him uh, <laughs> to AEW. Now, uh, my next main, main question is, mm-hmm. how much is this going to increase the budget? And by the budget, I mean Tony Khan's cocaine budget to be able to run another uh, fucking sports organization because he's the, I, he works for the football he works for the yeah. Jaguars he works for the football club in England yeah he ha- runs uh, AEW and now he's yeah. got Ring of Honor as well I really hope that another move here is about setting up uh, a team I know I know that everyone's like oh we don't have writers we don't need writers well Maybe you don't need writers, but a booking committee is a fucking great idea. Yeah. Having people. And maybe besides, not delirious. Yeah. Having people besides Tony to A, run AEW, but B, to run Ring of Honor. Or maybe it's have people run Ring of Honor so Tony can eventually be like, I've been doing this for three years straight. Look at that. I got all these observer awards. It's time for me to not worry about that for a little while yeah. congratulations you've booked your territory real good now you get called up to the big leagues and and you know that being the move again to to uh follow up what you said yeah no, no more delirious delirious has been booker for way too long down there yeah and uh i i think it's time for someone new it, it would have been weirdly enough and I'm not going to put on my tinfoil hat here because I genu- genuinely believe the dude go. left and things uh-huh. fell apart. Ring of Honor being the Cody-verse would have been fine. Sure. I feel like the Bucks would probably be better. Oh, that would be awesome, too. Because, you know, they clearly spent a lot of time in Ring of Honor. They know yeah. the ins and outs and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, they have that VP, EVP mindset now and that experience maybe go back and 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 help that so that that's that's where my mind goes directly um you know and i'm sure omega uh could could assist with that as well can i can i throw a dark horse in the mix or at least someone you're maybe not jim Cornette. no no uh although it's funny how much jim Cornette footage they now own dan lambert Um, uh, based on hearing this guy, because I'm I'm about halfway through his interview from yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Based on hearing this guy talk, oh Brian for, Alvarez, uh, close. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a Brian. <laughs> based on hearing him talk for you know an hour on what's like a two hour podcast about how much he loves wrestling and how much he loves the creative process. Fucking Brian Danielson running the book in Ring of Honor could be really fun. It could. I'll see your Brian Danielson, and I'll raise you an Eddie Kingston. I mean, don't don't tempt me. Eddie, Eddie Kingston, by the way, I, I just I just got to say, because I don't know how much we're going to do, like a, a standard recap of the two yeah. shows. Eddie oh. Kingston, by the way, on Friday night, cut a promo where a he took a moment to shit on the boys for getting too shooty uh-huh. and B wrapped it up by saying, hey, Tony, there's Reese's peanut butter pie and catering. Let's go. 
And in turn, I would like to nominate Eddie Kingston as Rough House Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Because I haven't agreed with a person more in my life than, than in that moment. Yeah, no, that was, uh, you were dead center of that Primo's Venn diagram, pal. <laughs> that is all you. All fucking you. But yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of questions that need answers. And hey, you know, maybe we get some answers tonight. Maybe there's Perhaps. some kind of, uh, you know, ra- I, I don't... My mind immediately went to invasion, but man, that would fucking suck. And it's what they're doing in Impact anyway. So yeah, there's there's no right. reason. Oh, I mean, right. yeah, the Impact thing. Show John Gresham in a skybox. Yeah, you know, I'd be cool with that. Show, hell, show Gresham, the Briscoes, and Diana in a skybox. Totally yeah. fine with that. that. I mean, that would be cool. Just to just to have you know, indicate that the champions are out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I would be for that, and it, it's only a matter of time before the Briscoes and FTR just fucking oh, yeah. light the world on fire. FTR aren't on the show tonight, right? They aren't, They're... not to my knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, they may come out as Pinnacle representatives for the uh, yeah, the that's match, true. The, Max the, fight, the dog but... collar match probably is going to have some level of shenaniganry. Yeah. Um, if not something with Wardlow in the ladder match, right? Um. Yeah, a lot of wild cards happening in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. which world. which we'll we'll talk the about when, verse. When into the pinnacle verse when we actually get into the the, the pay per view proper. Um, proper, but uh, yeah, I, I I think having some sort of indicator of hey, this is what's going on. Hell, if they're still doing the show on April first, just a quick like text screen to be like, hey, April first, Ring of Honor returns. Yeah. Uh, Supercard of Honor, Dallas, Texas. Get your tickets at ringofhonorwrestling.com or whatever the website is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that would be good if only to like, because this strikes me as the way that Tony Khan is, to, you know, fulfill existing commitments and, and, and deliver sure. something for fans that are there um, or are planning on being there. Um, but in terms of what long term, I don't know. And, and hell, uh, if if every if the ink dried as recently as we are to uh, meant to believe, perhaps they're still figuring out. Maybe, maybe yeah. there are still conversations going on. Hell, they could be going on this minute in Orlando. We don't know. Yeah. Um, other AEW stuff for the week. I that had triple just had, threat. Oh, sorry. Just, just had one other quick sorry. quick note. Um, I just I'm wondering how long it'll take now uh, until we can see the next big acquisition in. Tony Khan's uh, wrestling sandbox when uh, Tony Khan opens a elevation dark uh, saying that he's bought control your narrative. <laughs> Jesus God in heaven. <laughs> oh man. We're, did you, did you read any of the reports from, from that show last night? Oh, it happened. Uh, the Yes. Uh, oh. they, they ran their first live show uh-huh. last night. Um, it was not streamed because they need to add narration and music. Uh, but I, but they I, control. They're in control of it, though. Uh, well, that that is the hysterical part. Is like people who won the match literally were announced as you know. Let's say Austin Aries won the match. Uh-huh. It was announced as Austin Aries has controlled his narrative. Oh, I'm not fuck making off. this shit up. Ew. Yeah, it is. Uh, also, uh, one of the top heels they introduced is a dude with a man bun, and that literally seems to be his entire gimmick. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It is um it it sounds like absolute fucking shit. 
Uh, and and the other thing that was funny was whatever venue they were in, uh-huh. uh, I saw photos from it. Uh, Braun Strowman, or sorry, the the Titan Adam Shear uh-huh. was a good quarter inch away from bonking his head on the HVAC system, just walking around in the ring. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So they were in the Joppa flea market, essentially. <laughs> no, you know what? The fucking MCW arena, RIP, yeah. uh, definitely a more professional setup than this. Oh, they, yeah. No they doubt. didn't even have fucking chairs. <laughs> Standing room only. Uh, yeah. Well, they had a guardrail, but they did not have chairs. Wow. Man, I, I just, I, I'm looking forward to digging into more awful reports of that and yeah. just watching it burn out and fizzle and explode oh, in their yeah. faces it's going to be oh, glorious because yeah. oh, yeah. and the, the, the whole concept is just abysmally terrible hey at least they have that really prime tv deal on pro wrestling tv a streaming service i had never heard of before this week oh yeah i never i had heard of it until these seconds yeah there you go um so uh other AEW notes the triple threat that was on rampage friday night <laughs> yes Absolutely fucking ruled. Andrade, Darby, and uh, Sammy Guevara. The match I wanted on Revolution ended up being on Rampage, and goddamn it fucking ruled. It was so good. That was a pay-per-view match. I mean, you got a pay-per-view match on on free TV, and, you know, we were texting as it was happening, and because it it still boggles my mind that that tag match didn't happen on Rampage. Yeah. And they didn't flip, turn, and reverse. Yeah, which leads Missy me to Elliot believe that style. there has to be some big angle planned for the finish of this match. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll get into that as we go. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the, – the match fucking ruled. Um, yeah. All three – I mean, Andrade just – Totally upcycled here. He is. Uh, he went fucking beast mode on this. The the, yeah. the fucking Tower of Doom spot. Yeah. Where Andrade carried them out of the Tower of Doom, and then they did it. The the core strength of Sammy and Darby both to make that work, but then yeah. for Andrade to Just be the the, the pillar. Yeah. The uh, incredible. And shout out, uh, I know that they've had some changes uh, backstage with, uh, I, I forget the gentleman's name, but, you know, the longtime producer of Pro Wrestling Television who had retired uh, recently, uh, right at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Whoever was running the booth, the way that they were able to hide the breakups, of the breakups yeah. until the person zoomed in out of frame. Yeah. That shit ruled. Like, yep. that, that was unbelievable i uh that that added to what was a great match that that was like sort of the the secret sauce on top of it it was so good um, yes really really dug that uh just had a great time with with all of that and uh i, I loved it anything else you want to get into do you want to talk about okada desperado real quick uh it ruled i mean yeah. that's really <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it's an Okada match. You know what you're getting. Uh, but, you know, Despy showed the fire and did the, some really good limb work. And uh, it was it was a really, really good match. So, yeah, that's that, that's about it. I know tonight's or I guess Sunday into Monday uh, mm-hmm. is Ishii and Shingo, which is yeah. sure to be uh, a shit kicker uh, yeah. as they're as we're getting uh, more into the New Japan Cup over there. Um, but, yeah, uh, I haven't really. I don't know what happened in last night's show. Anything uh, of note? Let me. Uh, see. I did, as I was scrolling I, I through Twitter, nothing yet. really, nothing really popped up. As holy although shit. right now everyone's scared to tweet about New Japan. So, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of parallels what you were talking about Ring of Honor earlier as in like they're in a cold period. Um, You know, it's it's a shame because there's still a lot of talented people on the roster. But hopefully as Japan is opening up, uh, I'm seeing that their visa situ or like they're they're letting people in. Um, from I think the UK without uh, the the uh, what do you call it isolation requirement yeah, yeah. With, or without the extended isolation requirement provided <laughs> they have you know the three shots boosted. yeah yeah so we, we're getting there but goddamn they need crowd noise uh, yeah. there was a really great piece this week on defector dot com uh, yeah. the site made by all the former Deadspin folks um, about Okada as champion in this silent era. And uh, it's a really great mention of Shingo Takagi in that article, too, by the way. I don't think. Yeah. Hey, 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 no. I mean, Okada was the focus, but yes. Um, uh, Really great article. Highly recommend y'all check that out if you hadn't. Uh, Did he even say he won beat beat Shingo for the title? Like his his name was not mentioned at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on. Um, But highly recommend that. Uh, Very good read. Nothing you don't already know. Just (laughs) executed well in that same degree. uh, If you feel like you want more pro wrestling reading in your week. Uh, there was a really awesome piece by Esquire this week about CM Punk. Yes, I did read that. Um, again, nothing really new beyond mm-hmm. some revelations about uh, the toll that all of this stuff had on uh, Punk and AJ Lee's marriage. Yeah, uh, that, that was, was that was news. Yeah, that was the one bit that I could take away as like <laughs> was new, but it just a really great uh, recap. It, it, it struck me as if you are a wrestling fan and you're trying to explain to non-wrestling fans why you like yeah. this era of wrestling or why you're into CM Punk right now or that sort of thing, this is the type of article that, that should get passed around. Yep. Um, it was it was very, very good. But uh, uh, all that being said, we have a very, very big pay-per-view this evening. So uh, let us go ahead and dig right on into it. Let with us this prognosticate. Terrible fucking theme. Is that the theme for the pay-per-view? Yeah. The Skrillex? Uh, no. It's, Featuring Jacoby Shaddix? It's Mikey Ruckus and somebody else. Yeah, that, it was the one that they <clears throat> used in 2020. They've been using it in the promos for, for wow. this one. Uh, okay. It's, it's not very good. <clears throat> I will say, uh, as... Well, I guess we can talk about this match first. Uh, there's a trios match that has been added to the buy-in. Yes. Um, the House of Black, mm-hmm. featuring Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Buddy Matthews. Buddy! Buddy! Uh, on Rampage, it was set up. Alex Abrahantes, uh, Penta Oscuro, and Pac were in the ring talking about how, you know, just... Alex doing his thing and then talking about a third house of black shows up ready to fight. And then Alex goes, you thought I was a third, you fools. And then, um, cue the, uh, the Tron and out comes Eric Redbeard, uh, formerly yeah. Eric Rowan walking out to a cattle of, of all people, song. of yeah. all people. I don't love, uh, <laughs> I no, no, I, I mean, it is not who I would have picked by any means. Yeah. But I guess maybe the thought process is you need another big guy to get in there with Brody. But Sure, sure. Uh, I, I don't know. He He's certainly not who I would have thought of. If anything, this is probably uh, 
uh, last minute who's in Florida that's available sort of call. Mate, yeah, yeah. Because, and I, um, I can't imagine it being a, a he hasn't gotten the all lead uh, tweet. So yeah, I, I saw something going around online um, that, and I, I don't know what video, but there was some AEW promotional video that mentioned the buy-in, uh-huh. and it showed House of Black versus Pac Penta and Ray Phoenix. Oh. So, so maybe they were planning on Ray being back and then yeah, not then, so. Then, then something happened because, uh, you know, Ray Phoenix has not come back. Maybe he'll come back as a surprise. He'll do a yeah. run in or something. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that that will be on uh, the buy in uh, last minute edition. Three matches on the buy in, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, although one of them is undoubtedly going to last 30 seconds uh, to talk about that. Uh, Death Triangle plus a red beard and uh, House of Black match. Who do you think takes the win here? Uh, I feel like, you know, Eric Redbeard is kind of disposable at this point. So yeah. eats a black mass and then whatever else, uh, or whatever they're calling. Yeah. They, I don't know. Maybe they have the new trio tandem. Yeah. And, and I think Buddy Matthews needs to get a, get a, get a, a W here because yeah. the last match, uh, house of black lost. And I, I don't think the, uh, blow off is going to happen until they have death triangle in full. Sure. So, sure. uh, yeah, I think house of black wins and. Buddy over uh, Eric Redbeard feels yeah. correct. We've uh, got the long brewing, legit Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander match. Yeah, this could rule. Yeah, uh, th- this will probably be the the work rate match of uh, the buy in. This will be uh, the match where my pants are off. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, they'll be off already for yeah. the Penta stuff. Yeah, but then they'll <laughs> then the uh, the underpants will come off for this one. <laughs> uh, Layla, by the way. Probably a, a great candidate for uh, this possible Ring of Honor setup. Yeah. Um, having yeah. her down there stretching random indie folk would be a lot of fun. Male and uh, female. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Have her destroy everybody. Can I volunteer? Uh, uh, you know what? You would <laughs> probably not be the first in line, but you know what? You'd be the best in line, Chris. Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Statlander wins this one. Yes. Agreed. Uh, and then we've got Hook versus QT Marshall. QT, baby. Wait. Exactly. Yeah. QT wins in a squash. No. Uh, <laughs> I this, can't wait for this pop. I know. Yeah, this, this, this is more back, about but... the the arena in Orlando, uh, the addition financial arena. Oh, that's uh, terrible. Losing their mind for uh, Hook. Yeah. Uh, that That's really what it's about. Um, and hey, it's his first pay-per-view match, technically. Get that payday. Also, kid, I think it's his first live match. Um, I thought the Fuego match was live. Maybe oh, not. you know what? Maybe it was. I I, I feel like everything else has been pre-taped, but possibly. Nevertheless, but, I mean, um, you know, it doesn't show at least from no, the taped I mean, versions that we've seen. Looking Could good. Could be some editing involved. Kids, uh, kids, a natural. Mm-hmm. Gets it naturally. He's got uh, he's got all the pieces. Just put them together in the ring and make money. And then the rest of the card, nine matches long. I do not envy Tony Khan for having to figure out sequencing on this show. Yeah. Because yeah. there's literally something for everybody on yeah. this card. You I got I've, two women's matches, blood feuds, world title matches. Y- y- flippy doos, ladder yeah. matches. Yeah. Uh, board. Anything and everything can and will Lunch happen match. on the show. And, and I'm, I've got a hundred. We're going to have at least one, if not two, uh, surprises on the show. Oh, okay. Um, so we've got the singles match for the AEW TBS championship, Jade Cargill versus Tay Conti. I assume Jade's going over, but I'm looking forward to the return of war. Tay. 
Oh, yes, yes. Uh, first, of all, I was like, did Warlow start banging her now? <laughs> first of all, I would watch that as well, oh, but uh, yeah. that's beside the point. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like Jade's undefeated streak will continue for at least a few more months. Yeah. Uh, maybe till the next pay per view, yeah. uh, which would be double or nothing in end of May. Um, so, yeah, th- I mean, I'm sure Tay will put on a, a good showing here, but I don't think she uh, she picks up the win. That, that that's where I'm at as well. Um, I don't know how long this is going to go because unfortunately I don't think Jade's really ready for a long match. Yet. Under 10. Yeah. Maybe seven um, minutes. But I, I think the intensity will be there, which is yeah. really the important part. We've got a six man tornado tag team match to my understanding. That means everyone can be in the ring at the exact same time. Right. Uh, we've got the AHFO of Andrade El Idolo, Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy going against Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and Sting. Clearly a big storyline point here is going to be that Sammy and Darby can't get along. Yeah, the old can they coexist, which is uh, yeah, a little uh, trite at this yeah, point. But... A, a little rote, but I think we're also going to have Andrade and Matt not getting along. Because Matt is showing himself to be unstable for some reason. Yeah. Uh, 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 Gee, I wonder. And he's I been wonder. doing some delete uh, chants again. Yeah. So. Uh, wonder, wonder why. Um, but uh, I, I think this match is going to be very good. I mean, you've got three of the guys who were in that incredible match on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so we've got that. And, we got and Matt Hardy and Sting. Yeah. Uh, and, and Isaiah Cassidy's probably going to bump Cassidy. his ass off for everybody. Sure. Oh, um, yeah. He's going to bump his ass off for Sting for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and Sting will, you know, look like a fucking badass even though he's 60 years old. So yeah. it, it, it should be fun again knowing that that three-way could have been on the card i'm a little bit like mm, yeah on, guys but so I th- so your guess is that it's it's another orlando re-debut for jeff hardy well i'm of two thoughts here okay i think we could see jeff uh-huh but we may not see jeff during this match and maybe there's an angle which plays out to jeff Okay. I'm going to go out on a uh, a, a further limb. Okay. But uh, back at uh, one of the more recent Defy shows, somebody showed up after Darby Allen gave Nick Wayne the AEW deal and told him he'd be seeing him real, real soon. And that man was one Shane Swerve Strickland. Ah. I think Swerve pops up here. Either to challenge Sammy or to get in Darby's face, if not both. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I don't hate that. I mean, I love I love me some swerves. So yeah. uh, the sooner he gets in, uh, I'll 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 be good and happy with that. So yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. And and knowing everything about how apparently both AEW and Turner think he could be a mainstream guy, what better way than to debut him with you know two of the four pillars? So yeah. I, I feel like that that's going to be a direction we go in coming okay. out of this match. So okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. I, I could be wrong. I could be eating my words, but I, I feel like that's that's a direction we're going in. We've got the triple threat tag team title match as the champions Jurassic Express. Oh, I, I just realized we didn't even announce who we thought was going to win the tornado tag. Do you think it's oh. HFO or uh, the face trio? Um. Ooh. It, I honestly could make reasons for both to win here. Um, 
maybe the faces. I'll go with the faces. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be them, if only because I think the AHFO is about to become the AFO. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so we have the triple threat for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. That is Jurassic Express of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defending against Red Dragon of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and the Young Bucks of Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. This match will fucking rule. Period. Oh, all the flippy doos. All, all the, the crazy spots. All of them. Non-ladder related. Yeah. Uh, they'll they'll this, be safe for this one. This will be the spot fest of yeah. spot fest. Because the ladder match, and it, it made me realize why there weren't so many flippies in the ladder match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the ladder match will be beefy boys swinging ladders at beefy boys. Yeah. The flippy doos, however, have all been exported and will be delivered in the triple threat. Tag yeah. team title match. The bustle hit that quota real nice. Yeah. Plus, plus Jurassic Express. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how this plays out, obviously yeah. there's uh, you know Adam Cole in the middle of Red Dragon and the mm-hmm. Bucks. Um, so I feel like that is how it's going to play out to Jurassic Express's benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, Jurassic Express really. It's 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 an odd thing, and everybody says you know the chase is better than than being champion, and it's it's sort of been the case for a, more than a few in AEW uh, yeah. in regards to championships, and we'll get to Britt Baker in a minute, but mm-hmm. um, uh, there there hasn't really been a lot of fire in Jurassic Express since they've won the titles, nor like um maybe like two defenses, and one of them was against the fucking uh, gun club. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, okay. So I feel like they still have more to do as champion. Agreed. I don't, I don't Agreed. think their time is up. So somehow by hook or by crook, some kind of miscommunication between the bucks and red dragon that Jurassic yeah. express probably pins Bobby fish or something. I don't know. I agree. Cause I think the, the long term is, uh, the disputed era, uh, yes, going against the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I, I feel like that is where the direction is heading. Yeah. So there's got to be some sort of issue here. Jurassic Express uh, escapes with the belts, hopefully not due to full on shenaniganry. I'd love for them to get a clean win over one of these two teams. Yes. Um, but uh, th- there will be more storyline beats to follow for sure. There will be an Adam Cole suspended above the ring. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, grab the a- brass. A- Cole, Cole on a pole match. A Cole on. Oh, God, it was right there. <laughs> it was right fucking there. <laughs> now, for, for those of us who love traditional pro res, here you go. It's going to be hard nosed and hard hitting. It will be John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. See, I didn't know which match you were going to say right there because uh, I, I, <laughs> it could have been a couple matches. That you could that's fair. Led that's into fair. right there. So so yeah, uh, Mox and Danielson is going to fucking rule. I mean, yes. it's really yes. you know these are two guys at the absolute top of their creative uh, and violent uh, games right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Just and you know they're both going to go for broke and beat yeah. the shit out of each other for our enjoyment and bless them both for it. I, I hope we get uh, shooter shorts Mox tonight. Oh I yeah, feel like that would be the way to go here. I hope we get Mox with Shooter. Uh, you to know, come hell out yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think for the storyline to work, I think Danielson has to win. So then we get uh, Danielson Gun, yeah, with, uh, with Mox as his co-coach. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, these the real super coaches. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, but this, this match should fucking roll. Uh, yeah. that said, according to, uh, again, the, the wrestling observer radio interview, which I highly recommend if you are a subscriber, um, uh, Danielson really hopes that he gets to go on early cause he really wants to watch the rest of the show. 
that's <laughs> oh man you love to fucking hear that you know <laughs> like, it's not like you know when he was you know in in wwe and doing a you know his 13th match against dolph ziggler that he was running back to to go watch you know whatever the fuck was happening later on it's uh it's, yeah. it's refreshing that people within the company want to watch their co-workers exactly. uh not just fellow independent contractors but actual co-workers yes. <laughs> go out there and do their thing and uh it's it, it's kind of rad mox you know, Mox will probably just have a six pack of uh, of PBR back there. Uh, you know. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, about he'll have Oh, I forgot about Odul. the whole rehab thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll have a yeah. six pack of sparkling water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liquid wow. death for yeah. Mox. It's gonna it's gonna take a while for me to get used to that with him. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it it, it, it all kind of like flows together. This idea of, of it Mox does. and alcohol, but you know what? Even he is dealing with that right now. So him uh, and Punk can hang out with some uh, some colas. Some see, there cola. we go. There we go. Um, then for those who wish to be sports entertained, congratulations. You're going to get it from at least one half of this match. Chris <laughs> Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. We've talked a lot of shit about Jericho in yes. the past year. Yeah. Jericho A. It has to be. I mean, it got confirmed completely thanks to that Reddit post. It has to be acknowledged. Jericho's put in the work. I want to know what program he's fucking used to do that because it ain't fucking DDPY. I'll tell you that. It's called not drinking booze. Oh, did he stop drinking too? I don't know for sure, but I'm. I, I feel like, like if you if you just think about the timing, dude went from definitely bloated and yeah. red eyed to having abs again and looking, oh, five years younger? Easily. Easily, yeah. if not more. Yeah. And and I also want to point out him leaning into the gray. And I may say this is a gentleman whose beard is graying rapidly. Him leaning into the gray looks a lot better than that, like, fucking slop dick uh, uh, hair Dye dye job. he was using yeah. the, other, the other week. Yeah. Um, but he looked, he looks great right now. And the work he has done, even with his use of GFY and the influencer and stuff like that. He's still pretty cringe, but he's put the physical work in. Yeah, uh, but his work in terms of helping make this feud work with Eddie Kingston has been fantastic. Uh, I mean, you put Eddie in there against anybody and I'm going to watch and enjoy the match. Oh, uh, undoubtedly. But I feel like there is... And and maybe I'm reading too much between the lines, but it feels like there's this concerted effort, especially where he is right now in AEW and everything, that this feels like Chris Jericho went, I like this guy. It's time for this guy to be made. Let's work together. Yeah. And in turn, I think Kingston's winning tonight. I do, too. I mean, because the, the the promo, <clears throat> you know, the uh, the cream in the Oreo promo of the Reese's pie and the shootiness yes, yes. Um, was that, you know, Chris talking about or Eddie referencing Chris saying how he can't win the big one, yeah. how Eddie lost the punk and he lost all these other people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I feel like that wouldn't be an element in the story being told if this doesn't end with Eddie actually winning the big one Absolutely. against Jericho. Yeah. And uh, but I, there's also P and P. Where, you know, because they look like they were kind of still cool with Chris after Chris's promo on Dynamite. So not sure which way they're going to if they're going to be involved at all or if they're Mm going to, you know, side with somebody, give them, you know, walk out 
I, I don't. I can see that's them a wild at card. the very least walking out and watching tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of getting involved, I don't know, but I I, I do feel like Kingston wins here. Uh, and and again, I know this is uh, pretty much the Eddie Kingston fellation station, but I just want to take a moment. Did you see the the thing going around Twitter? The fan who met Kingston at uh at the fan fest yesterday, I, the one with anxiety. That one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I did see that one. God damn, Eddie Kingston seems like an awesome dude, and uh, that that was really cool to see. Uh, for yeah. those who missed it, uh, there was a fan who specifically went to the Fan Fest to meet with Eddie Kingston because of all of the talking he's done in recent memory about you know uh, about his own anxiety, his own depression issues, and yeah. and you could tell that Eddie was having a conversation with this girl, and it was very intense and very heartfelt, and yeah. uh, just just really cool to see. What has been traditionally such a macho bravado sport, um, see people be a bit more real in it. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he's definitely one of the guys on the front line of that. So awesome stuff to see. We have the face of the revolution ladder match, which uh, now has Christian Cage in there to run traffic. Yeah. Uh, it's Keith Lee, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and of course, Christian Cage, future TNT championship opportunity on the line here storyline wise i feel like wardlow has to win this yeah yeah i mean there's there's built-in tension between keith lee and uh team taz with hobbs mm-hmm. and ricky starks in there yeah. i feel like that'll probably take the majority of of the match oc is yeah. going to get tossed around a bit uh maybe dan Housen will pop up pop out oh yeah dan is uh, definitely somebody. doing some sort of ridiculous spot uh, or, or at least cursing someone. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's ladder. medically cleared yet to do yeah, any fair. anything physical. Um, but but yeah, uh, I I think I think it's Wardlow. It's time uh, to mm-hmm. kind of you know pull the trigger on on Wardlow to win this. And the fact that you know after Max's promo on Wednesday, he came back to Wardlow and said, "Hey, you know what? I'll let you keep that title opportunity if you uh, if you win it." Yeah sort of thing so yeah I, i'm going with wardlow as well so do you think they add a seventh because there hasn't been any mention of a of a wild card or anything well, here here's what's happened uh excalibur has talked a few times on commentary he said it was seven people then huh. it was said that uh christian was the sixth and final uh-huh. but there was also a bit on uh, Twitter where, and Tony Khan loves to leave his lore on Twitter, mm-hmm. where he's talking about how he had offered the seventh spot to Scorpio Sky, and that of course got addressed in a promo on Friday that uh, Dan Lambert negotiated, and it's like okay, he gets his title shot without having to be the seventh guy, and we'll give you Paige Van Sant. So. That makes me wonder if a seventh spot is open because there's definitely uh, a gentleman who is a free market, mm-hmm. uh, who is on the free market, who is a free agent, uh, who would be excellent in this match. And his name is Cesaro. I don't know that that's really going to happen, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they do a, a seventh participant and it ends up being him. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't hate it. One, it, one, it, one iota. One, yeah. uh, one bit there. Um yeah, I was gonna. Uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, but let's go with that. Uh, if if I were a betting man, Wardlow wins this, and yes, and we continue the storyline from there. This one, I I have a hard time calling, and I'll, I'll I'll throw down my my theory of where we're going. Okay, so it's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending the women's championship against Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. I know where 
everyone thinks this is going. Everyone probably believes, you know, the, the Britt Baker uh, title run. It's almost a year long. It's time for it to wrap up. Rose is ready to be the face of the division. I think she loses here. Okay. So she can win on the March 16th Dynamite in San Antonio. Oh, in her in Texas where she's where she lives. And yes. that's, I guess, a year or, you know, as close to a year as you can mm-hmm. as the anniversary of their uh, their yeah. brawl. Yeah, their, uh, their lights out match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh that's that's some good that's some good logic right there. That I don't know how logic. they get there because you know, I mean my gut instinct says is there gonna be something with Jamie Hayter, is gonna be something with Mercedes Martinez, is there gonna be yeah. some sort of to do that causes Rosa to lose here? Probably. Also, yeah. if they pull the trigger tonight, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, if anything, I'd be happy because it's definitely Rosa's time. Excuse me, but I can't help but feel like they're going to do something so they can deliver the title change in front of a hometown crowd. That would be cool. That would be cool. But it also could be like the celebration in her hometown That's crowd, cool. which they did, you know, with Brit as well. So, so yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take the the uh, opposite side there, and I'll say Thunder Rosa wins tonight. Nice, nice, very cool. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, this one's a hard one to call too. Yeah, dog collar match. Mm-hmm. CM Punk. MJF, we had the big time blood angle, which I realized maybe halfway through Punk's very heartfelt promo. Oh shit, he's wearing a white T-shirt. Yep, yeah, he is going to be bleeding like crazy. Yeah, um, and Max was wearing a white suit. Too. Yeah, when when he was wearing the white suit, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's definitely what's happening. Yeah, um, this has been an emotional feud unlike many others uh mm-hmm. very very from the heart from both guys weaving reality and fiction together in a very strong way uh i've no doubt that this is going to be a bloodbath this both guys are going to juice like crazy cuz that's that's really if you're doing a proper dog collar match that's what it is yeah uh, I, I grew up, you know, looking at, at photos in PWI and stuff like that of, you know, these bloody dog collar matches that the NWA would do and so on. That's that's where this is going to lead. But I could give reasons for both guys to win. I know. I know. I mean, on one hand, Punk has already put over Max a couple times. Yes. Um, and, you know, Punk's the, the the good guy in this that you want to see, you know, vanquish the evil dickhead in Max. Yeah. Um, but, you know, MJF is a star on the rise and, mm-hmm. and Punk is, you know, a, a grizzled vet at this point. So, yeah. you know, it makes more sense to further solidify, uh, you know, the ascent of MJF. To, to massive superstardom by putting over Punk again in yeah. such a violent match, a match that is, you know, that Punk, uh, you know, that promo that he cut after that, that they mm-hmm. aired on Rampage was a fucking 10 out of 10, which apparently was uh, either word for word or at least uh, alluded to a match that he cut back in Ring of Honor t- yeah. fucking 18 years ago or something. Yeah, and apparently it's Earth Crisis lyrics, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Of yeah. course it's Earth Crisis with Punk. That's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, I, I really, I don't know. Will Wardlow 
get involved and cost. Yeah. I mean, I've been. I feel like I've been saying that for three months now. Yeah, that, that it's like Will, you know, Will Wardlow BYMJ. Any any it. moment now, Wardlow's gonna come yeah. to his senses and beat the shit out of Max. Um, it, it could be tonight. I, I, so I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I am going to call a long term shot here. Okay, and maybe I'm wrong, and I'm fine if I'm wrong, but I think. MJF wins here, uh-huh. challenges for the world title at double or nothing. Okay. And wins it. Okay. So hmm. I, I think that's I think that is the direction. He wins the feud that you know propels him right into the main event, and then right. it's him and Paige for the world title at double or nothing, and then we have a big, you know, heel on top. Okay. All right. No offense uh, to Paige because Paige is an incredible champion. Yeah. Um, and I think tonight's main event, which we'll talk about in just a minute, will be spectacular. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I, I think having him lose the title will, you know, add that um, vulnerability that yeah. a lot of people were attracted to on Paige. And I think MJF is big time heel champion is probably the right direction to go. Uh, especially because there have been so many seeds planted, whether it's the other pillars, whether it's Wardlow, whether yeah. you know anybody, where it feels like okay, this is this is the guy who you can have a billion one title matches with. Um, so yeah, I think MJF wins here to to send him in that direction. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning towards MJF winning as well. Um, I think you know it's a broken record myself again. Wardlow uh, yeah. gets involved and 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 costs him something. Yeah. So then our main event of the evening, just was talking about it, AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page defends against Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Adams, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it'll up and Adam it will be. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Cole's time will come. Yes. Uh, it is not that time yet. Um, you know, Page still has a little little juice left to, to squeeze out of this title reign here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know to further put the whole elite shenaniganry behind him, you know, the final nail in the coffin will be the man that I guess he shoot killed in BTE (laughs) accidentally. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All those years ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's page. And, and I do not envy them. They, they're the ones going on last. Yeah. Got announced as such, uh, on an incredibly packed card. Uh, they have to be the ones that go on last. Uh, I just will say, uh, please don't go 35 minutes. Just go 35 minutes, guys. Please, <laughs> please, God, no. Just don't, <laughs> just don't do it. This isn't NXT. You don't need to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, the match will roll. It'll, oh, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll be really good. Be Those guys are great together. So, yeah, yeah. that's the, uh, that's, that's revolution, man. That's a, that's a stacked fucking card. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I, I woke up this morning and, and, and I can't remember the last time I, I you know what? It was probably the last year you don't read paper. Yeah. But I can't remember the last time I was like, that's Revolution Day. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aside from some bubble guts and a slight hangover, I kind of felt the same way. So. <laughs> Should be an awesome show. Of course, you, the listener, uh, unless you're listening on the patron uh, side of things. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know how right or wrong we were. Uh, but uh, very much looking forward to it, and I'm sure we we will post up our predictions over on the Twitter uh, and post our thoughts as the show goes on. Should be a great night from Orlando. Looking forward to the show. Chris, any last thoughts before we go? 
Yeah, I think as the uh, as as the show is ending and, and Adam Page is celebrating in the ring, I think the lights go out. And uh, I'm sorry, Marty, it's not Sabu. It's not. It is the Titan Adam Shear, <laughs> and uh, he just uh, you know he, he he's walking down to the ring and then falls through the ramp into the seventh circle of hell and is never seen again. I love it. Yeah, narrative good booking, controlled. Baby. Yeah. the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee pizza rolls and the stench of dirty litter boxes follow christoph and marty on twitter at roughhouse sgw at facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast and at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early access to episodes exclusive podcasts roughhouse redos and roughhouse divided movie trivia games new episodes drop every single monday on spotify apple podcasts google play stitcher tune in and wherever you find your favorite podcasts Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. New from the Rough House podcast, it's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss poorly sings the classics. Plus other popular themes such as... Voices in my brain, I have some thoughts, they talk to me, I say some shit... Bob Randy on ha! And who could forget? You think you know who I am? Pow! Pow to say it is cloudy out and they think there might be rain. I know Christian, we're a tag team and I think that we were vampires. That's a thing. You'll also get You know that I'm from America It is just south of Canada It is just north of Mexico Red, white, and blue We prefer white That's right, Justin Piss poorly sings the classics Including Horns, hip-hop my time is happening. My time is not right now. My time is happening. Hip hop. Hey, I'm a fucking marine. Here's a goddamn salute. Urgh, here's a shitty top kick. I'm Cena. And the legendary. <laughs> you think I'm cute? You know I'm sexy. I used to be partnered up with Marty Janetti. Kicked him in the face. Then he was out of work. And I still had a job, and he fell on hard times. I'm just successful boy, successful boy. I'm so successful boy, successful boy. My best friend's Triple H. It's Triple H. I'm just successful boy. I wear camo. Plus, soon to be classics like. It's a big man. He's got some lie. This giant. He was thrown off a building in WCW, but he was okay. And then he came over and had long hair and tried his own catchphrase. Said that's the final word, but it didn't catch on. So he only did it once. And I'm here to show you. I'm here to show you. Got my hair dyed. I I had sex with Vicky. 
and AJ both cool. I'm Ziggler here to show the world. Here, hey, look, world. It's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. Available this Christmas at Sam Goody, Music Town, Empire Records, and The Wall. Pre-order now and receive Kristoff's Cat for no added fee. The Rough House Music. Destroying your childhood worse than Vince McMahon on a cocaine bender ever could.